this is Evan Ron Cancer, getting paid for smart songs, successful women, your personal friends, for love, and love you podcast, where you get to learn about dating, relationships, men, sex, all that good stuff, so uh, we could help you get into the relationship and get the love you deserve. Um, today's topic of conversation is an important one. Um, it's a way to help you stop beating up on yourself. It's called, you can't do the wrong thing with the right guy. That's what I'm willing to assert to you. Uh, with, with the right kind of partner, you can't make a mistake. Um, and I get the sense that if you're single, if you're like most of us, you've been beating yourself up um, quite unnecessarily for things that happened in the past, which are not necessarily your fault. They're generally more indicative of the fact that you're with the wrong guy. And uh, listen, I wrote a whole book about it called Why He Disappeared. Um, it's not to say that you're, you know, you're blameless in every situation that would, that kind of validation isn't really successful advice. But, um, when you find yourself beating yourself up for long periods of time about what you did wrong, you're sort of removing the agency of the person that you're with. Um, uh, your future husband, and not to give away the punchline of why he disappeared, but your future husband doesn't break up with you. That's by, by definition, right? The guy who's going to be with you forever doesn't think, ah, this isn't worth it, or I could do better, or I'm going to get out, right? The, the man that you are going to be with will not do that. So this is sort of an airtight definition. You can't do the wrong thing with the right guy. The right guy is going to find room for forgiveness. And so I hope you could see the nuance in this, in that in any situation, 50% of what of my advice is going to be about what you can do better. That's what you can control is, okay, I'm going to be more self-aware. I'm going to be more self-confident. I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to be more patient. I'm going to be more understanding. There are obviously things that any person could do to improve. And then on the other side, 50% of it is him, right? It's, it's, it's you're changing your choice of men because you know this, you could be the perfect girlfriend. And if you're the perfect girlfriend and for, you know, for all I know you were, you can be the perfect girlfriend, but if you're with a guy who is a selfish, narcissistic, commitment-phobic jerk, it doesn't matter that you're the perfect girlfriend. Right? The problem isn't you, it's your choice of men. Right? And that guy's going to make someone else really miserable one day. Right? It's not always your fault. Just the fact that you chose him and continually chose someone who wasn't good to you or patient with you over and over and over again. So there is a healthy balance that we need to strike. Um, we don't want to put our head in the sand and pretend that you're perfect, um, nor do you want to beat yourself up. So it's, right, it's this balance between um, having healthy self-esteem, right, too healthy, right, where you think you know, your shit doesn't stink, um, and self-flagellation, where you're really getting yourself down in the dumps. There is a, a middle path in between those two things where you can be self-aware and self-confident, um, without taking this thing too far. And, and, and that's why, why I'm talking about how you can't do the wrong thing with the right, right guy. I've worked with enough women to know that you beat yourself up unnecessarily over things that you shouldn't. So the best example I have of this is a woman I spoke to recently on the phone. Her name is, uh, uh, for these purposes, her name is Charlotte. And she was really beaten up. She um, uh, was reading my website for a few months, uh, was seeing a guy, was really excited, and they were like intense states. Um, you know, 12-hour dates. She'd come and, and hang out with him that night. She'd spend the night, wake up the next day, have brunch with him, and did this over and over and over again for four or five weeks or something like that. So it was 
serious as far as a one month relationship would go. Um, and we'll call the guy Sam. So everything's going really swimmingly and they're, they're being real and authentic and vulnerable and sharing things. And again, I don't doubt for a second Charlotte's version of the story. She's, she's very bright, she's very self-aware. Um, I mean, I love, I love working with people who, who are always looking in the mirror and saying, hey, how did I contribute to this? So she's really looking at this situation and saying, all right, so I went out with this guy Sam, everything was going swimmingly. And then we were supposed to have plans for lunch one day and I was texting Sam and Sam said like right before I was supposed to come and visit him, um, no, you can't come out. Um, you know, something came up with friends. I talked to you later. It was just very weird and very terse. And they kind of went back and forth a couple times and he didn't explain further. And she texted back, um, can I tell you why I'm upset? And that just triggered him. And he got like angry in his text and the thing spiraled out of control. And the next thing you know, he just stopped texting and literally never talked to her again. So poor Charlotte is blindsided by this. Um, and she buys my book why he disappeared and you know starts to, to to reflect on her own behavior what did she do was she too aggressive in her texts and she gets on the phone and she's calling me to be her coach right and she's looking for validation um because she really wants to learn and not repeat her mistakes and if you know me you know i'm not the validation king i will never say something unless i believe it's true i don't just you know pat you on the back and say no no sweetie it's never your fault so I'm not the best at giving validation. So I decided to tell her the 100% truth. Charlotte, you did absolutely nothing wrong. <laughs> I told her what she wanted to hear because it was true. Um, Charlotte didn't do anything wrong. In fact, she handled the situation almost as well as it could possibly be handled. Um, uh, the one mistake she made, in case you're out there watching or listening, she had a serious relationship discussion by text you should never have a serious relationship discussion by text. That is, that is, uh, that was a big thing because I really think that if Charlotte and Sam um, picked up the phone and, and talked about what was going on, this whole thing could have been avoided, but that's not the way it panned out. And so um, what this reveals, right, is not, again, if, if she's gonna beat herself up, okay, mental note, Never have an important discussion by text. Never, 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 never. It leaves out tone and nuance. and right, It's much more intimate to talk to someone than to sit by your phone and then wait for his response and freak out. and You, you just read into too much. It's, it's bad. So that was a mistake. But that says nothing about Sam. The truth is, Sam revealed that the man she thought she was with for the first five weeks isn't actually the man she would have considered being in a relationship with, right? He, he revealed his true self by how angry he got, how, did, how he didn't explain himself, and how he decided that an uncomfortable text conversation should ruin what appeared to be five great weeks of dating, right? That is indicative of, of his communication style, his character, his dedication to her. It says so much more about him than anything, right? So, to me, that's the big takeaway for Charlotte. She needs to take her sadness, right, the thing that she's beating up on herself, and turn it into anger. I can't believe this goddamn guy who seems so promising turns out to be a guy who 
isn't, you know, it's not that he's not deep or smart or funny. It's that he has a hair trigger temper and he's not really that sensitive to my needs. And I don't think I want to be in a relationship with a guy like that. That's the healthier way to process it. So if you spent uh, enough time in your life beating yourself up for things you've done wrong in relationships, I really want you to be able to turn that into almost a healthy anger, all right? Stop beating yourself up, let yourself go and realize that you can't do the wrong thing with the right guy. You beat yourself up, you deserve better, and I'm gonna help you find what you're looking for. So, when we come back, um, we're gonna talk about, what are we gonna talk about? How you can't do the right thing with the wrong guy. Interesting premise. You can't do the right thing with the wrong guy just as well as you can't do the wrong thing with the right guy. My name is Evan Marcatz. This is the Love You Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast. This is Evan Mark Katz. Uh, we're here to continue this conversation about how you can't do the wrong thing with the right guy and how you can't do the right thing with the wrong guy. Um, and I know this is a painful topic because you could think of years of wasted time, energy, uh, sunk into the wrong partner, and the time you spend lamenting afterwards where you just sort of stay up late at night and think about what you did wrong, bounce it off your friends, read books, um, take a long dating hiatus, we call it a guiatus. Right? All of those things are, are toxic, right? You, you, you hold on to this negativity and you beat yourself up over something that's not really your fault, right? It would be like getting angry that there was, you know, here in California, there's an earthquake. It's not your fault that there's an earthquake, right? You just happen to live in California. So you happen to choose a guy who's not a great partner and you make it your fault. So let's think about that poor girl, Charlotte, right? Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna circle back to her in a second, but she's a perfect example of a delightful young woman who did everything right, had an amazing first month with a guy, everything got derailed, Right? And because it got derailed, she was convinced that it was her fault, right? when in fact it was his fault. It was 100% his fault for the way he handled uh, a disagreement. So a perfect relationship isn't always perfect. Right? That's not supposed to be a word puzzle. You could have really an ideal partnership. I have an extremely happy marriage. But even in my extremely happy marriage, we have disagreements because we're not clones, we don't think alike on everything, right? So understand that, that disagreements are normal within a relationship. What's not normal and has been internalized as normal is the idea that a disagreement should then uh, cause some sort of relationship instability, right? Um, that's not true. I, I, I can't think of anything that I can do that would cause my wife to threaten to leave me and I can't think of what I could do that would cause her to even yell. I mean, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I, I can't think of what I could do that would, that would elicit such a response. And that says something about her and it says something about us. The foundation of our relationship is so strong that, and it's like anything, you need a very strong foundation to build on top of. If you have a shaky foundation like uh, Charlotte and Sam, 
Well, then one thing topples the whole thing, right? So disagreements should not cause you to walk on eggshells. Um, on another personal note, uh, I don't give advice from any sort of pedestal. I mean, I'm, I'm a dating coach for women and I'm married now for eight years and I have two kids and I'm really happy and I have this love you program. And so I, I, I really try to walk the walk, but for many, many years before, I struggled in the same way that, that, that you're probably struggling. Um, I went on 300 dates over the course of 10 years and was constantly uh, torn between blaming the opposite sex and blaming myself for um, what I was, what my own failures, really. And uh, I remember having a couple of girlfriends, two specifically in the 2000s, where I was really in love with them. Um, and they said they were in love with me. The word love was used, but it was always very rickety. And I, I never knew when I was going to put my foot in my mouth, uh, have to start backpedaling and get dumped. I remember being taking one of my girlfriends to visit my mom in New York. And she, uh, I said something and she just turned into ice. And I remember she had a conversation with my mom and my mom said, listen, do you love him? And she said, yes. And my mom said, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God, that's the way it went down. And what she said in her inartful way was not that my son is a prize. She actually acknowledged, you know, Evan could be difficult and challenging and all those things. But she basically said, if you love him, you can't turn everything into a fight. You can't turn everything into a screaming match or a silent treatment. Right. If you love him, just let him be and let it be good enough. And if you can't love him that way, then then dump him. Right. That's really what we're saying. So I've been through that where I never knew when I was going to be iced out or bitched out or dumped. I had one girlfriend dump me three times in six months. And I always came crawling back like a puppy dog because I was in love. Um, that wasn't healthy. I might have loved her. I was crazy about her. I thought she walked on water. Um, but she didn't feel the same way about me. And I never felt safe in the relationship because I knew that anything that came out of my mouth might be the thing that precipitates a big breakup. Right? And I somehow thought, well, that's okay. That's, that's love. That's, that's normal. It's not. It's a miserable way to live life. Imagine that I got that woman to marry me. Right? Somehow, right, she, she, instead of dumping me every couple months, she married me. I would now be in a marriage where I never knew where something I could say would set someone off. That's not the way to handle conflict. And so if you have a partner where you never know where you stand, you need to have the courage to end that relationship. I know I'm just a guy on the internet. I don't know you. I don't know the nuance of your relationship or the depth of your love. But I could say definitively that that is not what a healthy relationship looks like. And you will be tortured by spending the rest of your life with someone who makes you feel that you can't be yourself with him, right? And that you always have to walk on eggshells and apologize. Going back to Charlotte and Sam, if Sam were a better guy, how would he have handled the same situation? Now, we don't know why Sam suddenly had to change his plans with, with Charlotte, right? But if he, if he texted her, hey, hey, hon, I can't make it, something came up, right? 
The first thing I'm doing if I'm Sam is, is owning it, apologizing it, and explaining it. First thing you should probably do is call to explain it. If he does it by text, then he has to explain why, not just what, not just I can't see you, explain why, give it some context. And if Charlotte remains upset, right, acknowledge, honey, I understand why you feel upset. I would feel upset if, I changed, if you changed plans on me at the last minute. Right? Validate that she has a right to feel that way. Right? And if she continues to feel sad within a reasonable range, right, then, oh, you know, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll explain more later. I'll come over tonight and I'll make it up to you. Right? XO Sam, right? If you're going to do it by text instead of phone. Right? There's a, a number of ways that a healthy guy would have handled that same exact situation differently. Right? But he didn't. That's the thing that Charlotte was sweeping under the rug. He didn't do any of those things, right? He used this as an excuse to break off something that was promising, right? So I want you to take a second to think about your most serious relationship or your previous relationship. Were you able to make mistakes and be forgiven? Right? Or were you like I was back in my single days with a couple of women that I was mad about? Were you always walking on eggshells, fearful of that something you said or did would precipitate a fight or a breakup? Disagreements in marriage are normal. Two people are never, ever going to think exactly alike. What's not normal, that people have standardized as normal, slamming doors, silent treatments, name-calling, passive-aggressive, right? threatening to break up, actually breaking up, right, over things that should really just be like a little bump in the road. And my wife and I, again, we're not perfect, but our, our arguments last for 30 seconds, five minutes maybe, before we realize, okay, this is a thing we have to deal with, we're going to disagree, we're going to have it out, and then we're going we're gonna to circle back and, and pull together, because it's never, ever worth it. Nothing is worth sacrificing the larger relationship for. So... Realize that with the right guy, you could have these kind of relationship discussions where they don't blow out of control, right? And you could rest assured that when you're with the right guy, you can't do the wrong thing. Um, I hope you realize that, and I hope you make better choices with men so you don't have to keep on beating yourself up. This has been the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. I want to thank you for being here. Um, I really enjoy this, and I look forward to making more of these. The next one we're going to do is a, a tough question uh, that may be hard for you to answer truthfully. Are you overestimating yourself? <laughs> um, I think we all do. <laughs> Not to tip off where I'm going to go, but I think we all overestimate ourselves a little bit. I'll explain why next week on the Love You podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to hit the subscribe button below. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and go to www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your email address and I will send you free dating and relationship advice to help you understand men and find love. Thank you so much for your time. I'll talk to you next week. Okay.